You guys, it's me, it's Brandon. I finally got the sex change. They gave me boobs or vagina, and I'm finally changing my name to- Shut up, Brandon! the Shut Up Brandon podcast. I'm Dustin. I am Dave. I'm Brandon. And also with us is... Shariah! Who? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who promises she'll say how, how many words? More than three words this time. Done. I promise. She already did. Well, you already I'm did, done, so you promise. So I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here enjoying these uh, blue raspberry gummy bears that I got from Menards. Yeah, they're quite delicious. Oh, I'm at Anderson's. <laughs> what, is, what was that? Drinking a Pepsi Don't slide that around in the... There'll be nothing but slidey sounds on the... On 9 the out of 10. The Pepsi Max is 9 out of 10? 9 out of 10. How's your Gatorade? 9 out of 10. <laughs> Why is that so funny? How's that cotton candy drive? 9 out of 10. Man, we're, we're doing How, good. How's your blue raspberry gummies? 4 out of 10. Oh, fuck you. Get out of here. <laughs> this guy's fucking... We can't priority. handle this negativity. <laughs> fucking got an ego or something. Too good to eat gummy bears. Igor? <laughs> ego. An ego. He's got an ego. He also has an Igor. <laughs> He's hiding behind the chair. Ego the Igor. <laughs> what about Ego the Living Planet? Remember that guy? Yeah. From, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, is that the guy... Wait, is that the guy who's in the Green Lantern Corps? No. He uh, threw down with... A, there might be an ego there, but he threw down with uh, Galactus. He's a giant planet with a mustache that also eats other planets. <laughs> from, oh, okay. Well, there is there's, a... There, yeah. There's a Green Lantern Corps member who's a living planet, but I, maybe it's not him. Maybe they're just ripoffs of each other. There's a game. <laughs> yeah, ego, yeah. Oh, that's right. One's DC and one's Marvel. Anyway. One, one's Ego, the living waffle. He's as big as, <laughs> he's as, big as a planet. <laughs> and then there's Ego. <laughs> he's just a giant blue waffle. It's not blue. Everyone Google blue waffle so you can see what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> I know it's gross. So I, I don't, you know what? I actually have never, I just know what the gag is. So I've never actually Googled blue waffle, so I have no idea what I, actually comes I don't up. know what a blue waffle is either. I'm sure it's terrible. It's like Something lemon party. The vagina? I don't know. I think. I want to say. Like someone's got a smurfy vagina? Well, pull it up. I'm not pulling it up. Pull it up. No, it could scar me for life. Sometimes you can't unsee scar things. Scar you for life. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna die in like five years, regardless. <laughs> Why am I dying in five years? High stress. We'll, we'll look um, it up on Dave's phone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm not dying in five years. I've been I've been walking in the morning. That has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I'm getting healthy. It's not about health. It's good for my heart. Then the I come home and get, just the quicker you die. Eat Doritos and pizza to fuck it all back up. <laughs> that's why you walk so you can eat the Doritos and pizza. That's why. <laughs> that's why I exercise. Yeah. I eat whatever the fuck I want. That plastic ain't cheap neither. There's a, there's a, a bonus piece of plastic in Brandon's gummy bears. We're just talking about what's on the table. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, it's our show. We can talk about what we want. Me and Brandon watched Maggie. Yeah. How was it? it was I haven't seen solid. it. I yeah. wasn't blown away, but I liked it. On the Dustin Mills scale, a two. Yeah. It's definitely a two. Yeah. Worth watching, though. Yeah. 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 It was cool to see Arnie. I'm a big Arnie fan. It was cool to see him do something different. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the show. Easily, he's I don't amazing. Know. He's he's really good in it, but I think that uh, the story with the little girl is obviously the main focus point. Right, but the little girl, the boy that she had like the romance with, uh -huh. who was also infected. He was actually, I thought, a really good actor. Yeah, I thought right. he's better, and she was good too. But and then the girl we're talking about is Abigail Breslin, if you're not aware. Yeah, I'm not familiar with her. What was she in? Uh, Zombieland. Oh, I am familiar with her. Um, she's Little in a lot of stuff. Yellow Miss Sunshine was oh, kind of her, like, right I think now. she was nominated for an Oscar for yeah. that. Yeah. Do you think, like, some producer was like, we need a little girl. 
What about that little girl in that zombie zombie movie? <laughs> zombie girl. I'm sure that that's what happened. That's probably exactly, exactly. what happened. Exactly. <laughs> Word verbatim. You said you guys watched two movies together. What was we, it? we also watched, he forced me to watch Hard Rain. Oh, that's right, Hard Rain. But I'm such a stubborn asshole, I went to check it on Netflix, and it wasn't there, and mm-hmm. I didn't have it. He bought a VHS for like a quarter. And uh, so I refused to watch it on VHS quality, knowing that there was an HD printout. So I, I paid $5 to watch an $11 Blu-ray on my Amazon Prime account. Makes sense to me. You know what I think is interesting? I, what, I think it's interesting that you both have different ideas of what should be watched on VHS and what shouldn't. <laughs> you should watch Hard Rain on VHS. But you could. It still has. You could. <laughs> I could also jump out this second story window, but I won't. <laughs> I don't know if those two things are comparable. <clears throat> but, I, I mean, I want that Blu-ray like no one else's business, but I think it's also... It's $11. Just buy it. Like, <laughs> I, nobody's I, I, I feel it's also one of those great... It's just one of those last 90s action movies that well, you could experience on VHS. Well, you've seen fun. it on VHS, so you yeah. have that uh, appeal to it on VHS. That movie like, is one that my grandpa... like. 15 years ago recorded on VHS and it was on a tape with like great expectations. <laughs> it was like, let's see, fast forward to great expectations, no nipples. <laughs> it, it, it's a weird... <laughs> I don't know if those were the two. I don't, there actually might have been a sex scene in Great Expectations. I think there's a little bit in, in nudity. Isn't I, Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. in that? I remember a guy in the water, he's a criminal. In Hard Rain? No, no, no. no. Oh. In Great Expectations. Oh. No, Hard Rain had a had a had a lot better than Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. <laughs> he steals the show. Yeah, got check out that Quaid button. <laughs> say say over Quaid over uh Morgan Freeman for like Randy Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to Christian Slate, I wanna know what it was that like knocked him. Because he was like a Hollywood container. ugly. That's what happened. <laughs> I meant to say conta- contender, by the way, not well, container. Jack he got Nicholson. ugly? Really? Yeah, he got ugly. Jack Nicholson so? sued him for his likeness, so he couldn't <laughs> act anymore. <laughs> he sued him over his voice. No, I, I, you know what? Christian that Slater squinty was... squinty-eyed son of a bitch is copying <laughs> What he's doing in Heathers is identical Jack Nicholson. Yeah, you're right. But, uh... I don't know. He just never was. I never thought he was an amazing actor, but he always chose roles I liked, and I yeah. thought he was solid. Like I loved, loved True Romance, like Young Guns too, uh, like the Heather's. You yeah. know, kind of just like I. I don't know if Christian Slater's a Heather's. What, what are you seventy years old now? No, you guys <laughs> seen the Heather's? <laughs> I don't know if he's like a. I don't think he's a particularly great actor. I don't think he's bad. I just kind of. I I think I like him. I think he's charismatic. I think he's cool. Um, Christian Slater will be just, cool. We just watched him. On, uh, he's in the segment yeah. on Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Oh, yeah. that one's awesome. That yeah. movie's awesome. Yeah. He's also in uh, Interview with the Vampire, isn't he? He's the guy interviewing? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's in tons of movies. Yeah. Um, bring up Heather's, remind me, uh, my wife and I watched this, uh, it's, it's listed as a documentary, but it's really more of a video essay called Beyond Clueless. Have you guys seen this? No. It's about, like, all the different, like, high well... <laughs> I guess it's not really high school movies because they show a couple college movies too. Maybe like coming of age movies. But it's weird because the time period is really strange. Because at first you think they're only doing the 90s. But then they start showing like Mean Girls and stuff like that. But they leave out a lot. Like they don't talk about um, any of the John Hughes movies. Really? Then That's they, weird. Yeah, and they don't show Heather. So I don't know what their date range was. I feel like they should have stated it in the movie. And what was this called? Uh, Beyond Clueless. They're beyond clue. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was decent though. It was interesting. Uh, some like there were parts of it that were like super cuts of uh-huh. things that these all these movies have in common, 
and you sort of don't realize how many of these movies have like make out scenes and swimming pools until they're all like cut together. It's kind of interesting. It did have it had a uh, seemed to have a weird focus on horror too because they spent a lot of time on the craft and they spent a lot of time on the faculty and it's narrated by Fruza Bulk. It's called Beyond Clueless. Do all these movies take place after Clueless was made? Maybe. And what Clueless inspired? Beyond Clueless. I don't. That's Clueless. Maybe. When did Clueless come out? I don't, I don't actually know. Mid nineties. Yeah. Maybe like towards the late four. I don't know. Mid. I would. I would and what was the craft like? Ninety six. Yeah. Around there. Maybe. Maybe it's Beyond Clueless. Like these are all like movies it's all inspired after by Clueless. Clueless. I know or Faculty maybe. was ninety seven. Yeah. Maybe Jawbreaker was in there. I don't know. I, I I don't know why that didn't occur to me, but you're probably right. Maybe that's. Yeah, that's why I was. Like, when you said that title, I was like, what the fuck, Beyond Clueless? I guess I never paid attention to the title. I was just like, oh, okay. And that's, that's, you know, that's what, that's what uh, my creative writer said. My creative writing instructor, one of the first things he told me was, if you read a poem or read a short story and you don't know what the main focus is, go back and read the title a few more times out loud. Mm. And that's that true because sometimes you're like, what the fuck was that? And then you read the title, it's like, the frog in the house. Oh, it was about a frog in the house. That's why there was a bunch of rivets. <laughs> I hope. I hop up the steps. <laughs> like the restaurant? <laughs> I prefer Denny's. This frog stupid. in the house is about pancakes. <laughs> international. <laughs> what is international about the pancake house, by the way? Is it just the... The international way to fuck you out of a good meal? <laughs> I hop was on your list. It's on my list. Uh, there's a guy at uh, Kroger's, a friend of mine. He always he has a list too. He's the one who inspired me to make my list. His name is Ron. He's a good guy. Inspired me to make my list. Dave is the the comedy police and the restaurant police, both. And those things don't really tie in together, but he is definitely both of those things. I'm also like the guy who tells people how to like do things. He has no clue what to do. <laughs> what do you mean by that? There was this uh, my uh, my uh. Aunt came over. They were from Columbus. And they had this big golden retriever, and it was in our backyard. And uh, my cousin, my friend Felton, were just like my cousin Jake and Felton were petting it. And I was like, "Don't pet him on the head. They don't like that." And they're like, "It's not your dog. How do you know what he doesn't like?" <laughs> dog expert. They kept calling me dog expert. And then every time I would try to tell them to do something, they'd be like, "Oh, basketball expert or something." I'm like, "Okay, whatever." But uh, sorry, I'm gonna move the recorder a little bit. I'm worried that we're not gonna get anybody. But uh. It got to the point where, like, they have a dog expert over here, but I was just sort of repeating that first time you see a dog, you don't pet it on its head. You pet it on its body. That's what I always thought, but hmm. they made fun of me for it for years. I never really thought about it. I always, like, when I'm eating a dog, I just hold my hand out, and, yeah. then, and then when they come up and, like, put their head in my hand, then I pet yeah. them on the head. I don't know. But, like, they just were, like, right But I'm not head. a dog expert like you, yeah. so <laughs> I probably do it wrong. <laughs> right up there with that one-lane bullshit, huh? One-lane bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I watched that, and then uh, actually, right before I came over here, I started watching. Have you, God damn it, Brandon? Have you, have you watched Daredevil yet? The first two episodes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we haven't had time. Um, we well, uh, yeah, have. I. I... <laughs> He wanted to watch VHS A Hard Rain. Yeah. When he should be watching stuff like The Spookies yeah. on VHS. <laughs> or, uh... The Spookies does seem more appropriate to watch on VHS. Anyway, but before I came over here, I didn't finish it, but I was watching the Daredevil, like the director's cut of the Daredevil movie, the Ben Affleck one. Uh-huh. And I, I bought it a while ago on Vudu, but hadn't watched it. And I sort of like, I'd forgotten how much the movie actually gets right. Like, there's some really stupid shit. What is this face you're making? <laughs> There's a lot of stupid shit in it, but, like, there's some stuff that... There's definitely one thing that it does better than the series, and that's Foggy Nelson. Because you have John Favreau playing Foggy Nelson in the in the, the movie, 
And I really don't like the Foggy in the series. He's like the only actor I don't like in there. I thought he was alright. He's just so... I don't know. I was, he sounds like he's reading his lines. I was trying to figure out what other stuff he's in. He's got that familiar hey, face. I'll tell you what he's in. He's, he's in Idle Hands. I got the I got the ah. one that's going to blow your mind. He's one of the Smash Brothers. Yeah. Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I think he is. He's one of the Smash Bros. Uh, he's in... Um, oh, shit. I just had one. Oh, The Mighty. Have you ever seen The Mighty? It's based on the book Freak the Mighty. No. Oh, he's ducks. in that. Mighty Ducks? No, ducks. not the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> he, is in, he is in those movies. He's in the Mighty and he's in the Mighty Ducks. What a mighty good man. <laughs> anyway, his name's Eldon Henson. Usually I like him, but I don't know. I don't like him as Foggy. Oh, is he... Um... Shit, I just had the movie. Uh... He's the one with the head off in Idle Hands, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he the older version of the heavyset kid in Butterfly Effect? Um, no, that's Ethan. Oh wait, no, not Ethan. No, there's I know two you're kids, about... though. Yeah, that might be him. It might be. And him. He's I haven't like... seen him in a long time. Oh, we have to check on that one. Yeah, I haven't seen I that in a while either. So. There was a movie I actually liked, by the way. I like it a lot. Yeah, but I seen it when it came out, and I liked. It. I haven't seen it in a long time. I like the director's cut. Yeah, which ending do you like better? Tear jerker. The tear jerking one. Well, they're both kind of sad, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, the old Josh Barnett. There's that across the road. <laughs> there's, there's that ending where uh, he just goes up to her and pretty much like says mean things to her to keep her away from him. Is that the other ending? Yeah, that's the that's the theatrical one. And then I think in the director's cut, he goes back to when he's in his mom's womb and strangles himself with the umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. That's the one for man. Yeah. yeah. The other one's Hi, for pussies. Hey guys. The other ending's for pussies. American pussies. I'm just, just a big old puss. Big old puss. <laughs> Two pussies. <laughs> no, I always liked that movie, and I think it, it kind of got poo-pooed on a little bit when it came out. I, oh, I remember enjoying it. it I be, liked it a lot. It had to be relatively popular, though, because they made like two sequels, didn't they? Yeah. There's a third one. I think so. One I was an After Darks. But I want to know... We were talking about, uh, you know what? I noticed similarities between uh, Where the Dead Go to Die with the, the pedophile story and the father. Yeah. Very similar to the uh, butterfly effect story with the pedophile father. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I always thought they were similar, which is kind of weird to me. I think they just both come from something that actually I don't, happens. That's yeah, fucked up. I don't think that one ripped the other one off. No, 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 no way, no way. So no, different. But, but you're right that it, there is that element there. Man, that movie's dark, eh? It's dark. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little Canadian for a bit. I also I watched a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I watched. Uh, Jeremy was actually here with me when I we watched Beautiful People. Yeah. Which I believe it's got to be a UK uh, Italian like group. It's like it has UK actors, but it's an Italian film and Italian actors. And uh, what I will say is, it was fairly solid until the last ten minutes. And the last ten minutes did something so schizophrenic and stupid, like. It, oh, was, you were telling me about this. It was like a character had a complete 180 for no apparent reason just because they wanted to smash the last head prop. <laughs> but, but I, 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 the gore was pretty cool. There was cool monsters in it, and uh, oh wait, there's monsters. Yeah, that's. Oh, but they no, should have kept that. They, they should have kept that more secret. In the first five minutes, they reveal that there's going to be monsters, and then they kind of do. Uh, if anybody's familiar with the movie The Killers or The Real Killers, which is kind of Natural Born Killers kind of ripoff, I don't want to spoil that movie, but they definitely took some from that movie. That's but, a. Um... Mendes, Mike Mendes movie. Yeah, the guy who did Big Ass Spider in the convent. But what I do want to focus on is one character who I really liked. There's okay. there's three goons. There's the guy, the brother, and this weird guy who does seems like he's from a cartoon and doesn't really fit okay. with the tone of the movie. I don't think so. But <laughs> the main goon is like if you took Oliver Reed, 
Nicholas Worth, and Michael Chicklets and threw them in a blender. <laughs> well, there's two of your favorite actors. On yeah, it. and then Michael Chicklets, yeah. who's cool. Yeah. This guy is intense and scary, and he's, he, he, any, a lot of other actors would have fumbled through and done a terrible job. This guy is actually intense and really good. He's like, just the stuff he says and just getting in their faces, and he's just, he's scary. He's intimidating, and he yeah. does a really good job. He's the best part of the movie, I think. And some of the monsters are cool. Hmm. Well, there's a monster, and then there's some, like, on Netflix and stuff. No, I actually bought the Blu-ray. I think it's an Australian company that released the Blu-ray, Monster Pictures. Same people had chocolate, strawberry, vanilla. But, uh, Jared, what did you think of it? Uh, I think it was great for like the first 45 minutes and then it just shat all over itself. <laughs> That's usually what I there's, do. <laughs> there's some real bad ADR at the end too. Yeah. Unforgi- I, unforgivable because the rest didn't have it. Yeah. Like it came out of nowhere and I was like... Because <laughs> <laughs> they were like wearing masks and maybe they tried to record it and then like they couldn't. Or they yeah, were just probably. Italian actors and they didn't. I don't know. I think it's worth checking out. And uh, maybe with there's some cool shit in there. Like I said, that that main bad guy was he's a bad person. Yeah. But I, he was very uh, intriguing to watch him act. He was really good hmm. and scary. And yeah. British. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I knew his name, but like anybody who reminds me of Oliver Reed and Nicholas Worth is somebody that I really really enjoy. I've been having like a, a Jackie Chanathon. Like, there are a bunch of cheap ones on Voodoo, so I like buy I need them. to I need to get, get some Jack. I haven't seen any. You know what? Not all of them are good, but <laughs> there's a lot that are really good. Like, police. I, I watch Police Story. I watch Operation Condor, which is actually Armor of God 2. And uh, I watch Super Cop. Rubble the Bronx? That's a good one. See, I don't like that one. Very I'm much. just kidding. I saw that at age It 10. ends with them running over the bad guy with a hovercraft and his bare butt showing. And then they're like, yeah! And it goes to credits. That's literally how that movie ends. That's hot. No. <laughs> he's like golfing. He's got his golf pants on. And all of a sudden they come, they're like, run him over. And then his red ass is showing. He's like, ah, damn it. And Jackie Chan's like, ah, freeze frame. That's the end. The scene with the wrench is great, though. There's great fights in it. Like, even his bad movies have amazing fights. And then I watched, um, uh, it has a bunch of different titles. It's Operation Condor 3, <laughs> Armor of God 3, uh, CZ-12, and Chinese Zodiac. Are any of those... Which actually, is his newest movie. Are any of those like actual sequels to the movies, or did they just throw those different titles? The Operation Condor ones actually belong together. Okay. And this one, CZ-12, or Chinese Zodiac, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is kind of like a reboot of the Operation Condor stuff. But that one, it was cool when it was cool. Like, there were fight scenes. There's a fight scene in the middle that is amazing. But it's a Jackie Chan movie, and there's a shitload of bad Chinese CGI. <laughs> and it ends with what should have been amazing. It ends with a skydiving fight scene. Mm, and cool. some of it is real. But then they'll cut in, and there'll be CGI. And, like, I, it just looks so shoddy. And it just feels wrong to have a Jackie Chan movie where he's on a green screen and doing, you know... And there's a signature thing he does in the Operation Condor movies where he takes a stick of gum and he like slaps his hand and it pops up into his mouth. He does in all the Operation Condor movies. He does it in this one, and I really think the gum was CGI instead of him just really doing it. Huh. It looked like it anyway. What year is this one made? 2012. So this is a new one. What, what were the other ones made? Uh, Operation Condor is 91, and Armor of God is 86 or 87. So those movies are probably amazing. Yeah, they're awesome. And like... And what rating would these be? 
Like, what do you mean? Like, like PG-13 rated R? Uh, PG-13 probably. Sometimes his movies get rated R when they get brought over here. It always says, like, rated R for violence, and I don't know what that was about, because his movies are never violent enough to justify an R. No, I've never seen anything where I was like, that's that's pretty raw. The only... The tuxedo, maybe. <laughs> that's wrong for a different <laughs> I forgot the about that one. The only thing is, like, Operation Condor may have been rated R because of nudity, because there's... But it's just, like, a butt, but it's a lady's butt. I don't know if you can get away with that in. Hmm. I've also noticed something. I think Jackie Chan likes tall, long-legged, blonde, white women. Long-legged, pissed-off Puerto Ricans? No. Oh. But he, because he sneaks them into his movies. There's a couple movies where it's just like, why is there a tall blonde lady in this? <laughs> Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Sound hot. I just, uh, this is probably going on two months ago, but I watched uh, Drunken Master, mm. which is phenomenal. Wait, the original or Legend of Drunken Master? Legend of Drunken Master. Okay, right on. I don't know shit about Jackie Chan. I saw Rumble in the Bronx when I was 12 years old. <laughs> and uh, Rush Hour and Rush Hour 2. Never saw the third one. But I don't think I'm missing anything. Le- Legend of Drunken Master uh, it probably has his best fight scenes in it because mm-hmm. they're the most technical. The one at the end of the guy who's like, like it's like multi kickboxing or whatever. I don't know what he was doing to be honest with you, but like he's all legs. Yeah, it's like crazy. Yeah, it's great. It's like really fast and technical. Saw <clears throat> one of the other ones like Super Cop or First Strike, yeah. or with the end he fights a dude on the roof and the one guy's like <laughs> cracks his neck to ridiculous levels. That might be first strike. I'm not sure. Oh, it was cool, but I just never seen him a lot. Um, Operation Condor is, uh, I mean, I didn't remember liking this one as much as I did, but I probably liked it the best out of the ones I watched. Other than Police Story, you can't beat Police Story. Police Story is absolutely fucking genius. I think it's his best movie. Um, it's probably like best is probably Police Story and the Legend of Drunken Master. Like those two together, I think are amazing. But uh, Operation Condor is cool because it's basically an Indiana Jones movie. But you got Jackie Chan instead of Harrison Ford. Like, it's about him hunting down Nazi gold. And nice. they go into this old, like, underground Nazi lair and fight all these guys. And... How are the baddies? Um, there's there's two guys that are more comic relief than anything in in Operation Condor. But I liked them because they were funny. Like, two dumb goons. Like Rocksteady, Rocksteady Bebop. Yeah. Falcon Skull. Yeah, basically. It was, like, it was They're like two Arabian guys who are just ridiculous. <laughs> but something I do like, and he, did, he does this in a couple of movies where... He and the bad guys will be fighting, and they'll get themselves in such a dangerous situation that they'll all stop and look at each other and be like, we probably shouldn't be fighting here. And then there's like some sort of stunt to get off of where they're fighting. That's awesome. That's cool. In Operation Condor, there's a part where they're on these weird platforms. They're moving up and down. It's like a Mario game, and it's amazing. And then something falls, like one of their guns falls, and it hits like this thing. It's electricity, and it's like, like a big bug zapper, and they all just stop and kind of look at each other. And then they like get off the platforms and then <laughs> and then continue fighting. I like when like oh, I on, when people are it's fighting cool. have like an unspoken rule of like, all right, we gotta change this stuff. <laughs> We're like, don't hit me here, this hurts. Yeah. Shreya's got a connection to Jackie Chan. Didn't you say that you and your niece watch what movie over and over? Rush Hour Two. <laughs> we used to go to Key West for the summer, so that's the movie we watched before we went. Well, Rush Hour Two is like the best of the Rush Hours, though. Yeah. Is that the one with the stupid white guy line at the end? Like every bad guy has a rich white guy behind him. Oh, probably. I don't know. See, I don't know if I've watched any of the Rush Hours all the way through. Two is the one with it has Zee Zhang in it from <laughs> Crouching Hair, Hidden Dragon. She's she's one of the bad guys. Uh-huh. And there's um, great fight scenes in it, and uh, there's actually. Chris Tucker has one of the best fight scenes in the movie. Remember, they're fighting in the casino? Yeah. He fights Zi Zhang in the casino, and it's actually pretty decent because you're watching someone who 
can fight, watch someone who just absolutely cannot. He's just trying to defend himself. Right. It's pretty cool. Chris Penn was in the first one, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. They, was re- he? they arrested him. And I want to say two actors I also like, Rex Lynn and Mark Ralston are the cops in that movie, right? I think Maybe. I don't know if they're in the second one. I never liked the first one, so... I like those actors, those three actors. Yeah. Mark, Mark Ralston was in Hard Rain. Oh, yeah. Drake from Aliens. Okay. Which I, yeah. which I thought was really weird that Morgan Freeman was in Hard Rain. I know it's not weird with Drake from Aliens, but he was also in Johnny Handsome with Lance Hendrickson from Aliens. Hmm. I just thought those were more... Those are some of Morgan Freeman's weirder roles, Johnny Handsome and, like, Hard Rain. Kind of movies that you wouldn't expect him to pop up in. Well, I don't know that he, like... Wasn't big then. Yeah, Morgan Freeman wasn't Morgan Freeman yet. <clears throat> you know, it's kind of like how on Daredevil, which Brandon hasn't watched, how how Kingpin isn't Kingpin yet. Yeah. Like Morgan Freeman wasn't Morgan Freeman yet. Like he also was in fucking uh, that terrible Robin Hood movie that yeah. everybody seemed to like for some reason. I haven't seen that movie. Either. The Kevin Costner one. Ah. Uh, I'm Man. trying to think. Yeah. Motherfucker, couldn't you muster a British accent? <laughs> it's bad. The reason why I haven't gotten. Through Daredevil yet is because another... I don't know if I want to hear your goddamn excuses. Oh, sure it sounds like an excuse. <laughs> another shut show. up, Brandon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. Another show has uh, drawn me in. What's that? True Detective. Oh yeah, I want to see that. Honey, you end yeah, up buying it or something? No, I'm sorry, HBO. I'm sharing an account with a friend. Oh okay, right on <laughs> uh, the HBO Go. Well, at least someone's paying for it. Yeah. Um, I do eventually want it because yeah. I think there is something when you're sharing, you don't, the service is kind of terrible sometimes. Like it doesn't, it always cuts off and like buffers constantly. Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe they're starting to crack down on shared accounts, but. That reminds me, I want to point out when we did the podcast, Cinema Wasteland, uh, Josh Miller said that True Detective was on Netflix. Josh Miller, you're a dirty fucking liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. not on Netflix because I came home and immediately looked for it. And then cursed your name. We're coming for you! <laughs> and I made a voodoo doll of you. And that's why it burns when you pee, Josh Miller. So. Why are you looking at me like a ghoulie? I don't know. Sometimes Dave just, like, in the middle of the podcast, like, I don't know if he re- forgets that you guys can't see him, but he just turns to me and looks at me like like the fucking cat. When you were talking about Daredevil, yeah. like, I just was staring at you. I was trolling you. because <laughs> I never could watch that movie. When really? it came out, could not watch it. I don't like Colin Farrell. Don't like, I don't, I've never seen In Bruges, In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths, and I know those are both, well, movies that people like, do not like anything I've seen of it. Just ignore me. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're so loud. You're going to blow the microphone. Good. <laughs> Will you blame Colin Farrell? <laughs> And then I'll love him forever if he sends us a new one. You know, you're not the only one who feels that way about Colin Farrell, but I really like him. Have... He's going to be uh, the main character in the next season. Yeah. Of yeah. Ooh, it's mind. him and is it him and Vince Vaughn? Vince is that Vaughn. the other guy? See, I'm kind of interested in Vince Vaughn playing a serious role. See, I don't like Vince Vaughn. I, I don't mind him. Uh, but I do like Colin Farrell. I don't know. I like I like his... I think he's hilarious as Bullseye. I don't know if he's supposed to be hilarious, but it makes me laugh. I enjoy it. I haven't seen that movie since 2003, though, so I could be wrong. I like it when he murders that old lady with a peanut. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. He's on an airplane, and this old lady's talking, and she's saying all this, like, weird racist shit. And he has his headphones on, but he can still hear her, and his eye just, like, starts twitching. And he opens his peanuts, and he takes one out, and he goes, bing, and flicks it, and it ricochets and goes down her throat, and she dies. And then, and then he like lays her head on his shoulder like she's sleeping and the flight attendant come by and she's like, oh, is she asleep? And she's like, he's like, yeah. And she's like, do you need anything? He goes, more peanuts. <laughs> it's like on uh, Commando. Remember that? 
<coughs> oh, kills yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That he's like, dead tired. <laughs> <laughs> he kills that guy in a matter of two minutes. They're like, sit down. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> he puts his hat over his face. Please don't disturb my friend. He is pretty merciless in Commando, but I guess they did take his daughter. So. Merciless in Total Recall, too. But yeah. he's, he's got that beautiful line in Commando. He's like, so you have to do everything we say, right? Roll. He shoots that dude right in the face. <laughs> That's the beautiful line <laughs> I think the, the the Sully line is better. Oh, that I, that, I just said... Remember when I said I'd kill you last? Yeah, Matrix, yeah. you did. You did say that. I lied. That's great. <laughs> and they drops him off the cliff and he turns into a dummy. <laughs> what else? You want him to kill that guy? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just really like it in movies when like people just turn into big floppy dummies and fall. This he would have never me. got to be in Last Man Standing if they killed him. What's his name? David Patrick Kelly? I don't know that guy's name. He's also, the, he's also the Warriors. The guy's like Warriors from other Oh, it's places. that guy. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. I think it is. Why? I can see uh, his face in Warriors. I remember what he looks like. He's got like a downturned nose. He's also. I can't remember what he looks like in Commando. Last man on uh, Last Man Standing. He's uh, I want to say he's the leader of the Irish gang and is Walkins his enforcer and the well, leader. Those are both Walker Hill movies, right? Yeah. yeah. And the leader of the Italian gang is actually uh, I don't remember the actor's name, but he's uh, you know the kind of asshole in the burning who's mm-hmm. on the raft who tries to sleep with the girl and she rejects him and he gets mad. What'd you come out here yeah, for? The Italian he's guy. the Italian leader. Gotcha. But, uh, mm. That movie's got a pretty good cast too. That's a good movie. The burning. Uh, Last Man Last Standing. Man standing. I love the burning, but yeah, Last Man Standing is. I haven't seen that in a long time. I remember liking it. It's got the crazy ass like. It's almost like Walter Hill was trying to mimic John Woo and failing, but creating something is interesting because it was like 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 there's parts where Bruce Willis like shoot somebody and they go sailing like forty feet backwards through a door. It's got like that film noir style too, like almost a gangster like. It's weird. It's like it's got a film noir western. I like samurai. It. Hong Kong action nonsense. Patrick Kilpatrick's in it, too. He's the first goon to die. That's one of your favorite guys. I love that guy. Best <laughs> of the best, too, baby. I really only uh, recognize him from uh, Class of 1999. The Sandman. Death Warrant. Oh, Death Warrant. Yeah. Toxic Avenger. He's Leroy. Who's that? Which one's that? He's the face paint who's like, you want yeah. a hot tamale, kid? Chelsea. Oh, in the taco restaurant? Yeah, I guess he hates that role. I mean, he's probably a little shame. He shoved the shotgun in the kid's face. He probably feels weird about it. Yeah. I think I would, too, but I would have done it. That wouldn't have felt weird. It's like, it's pretend. <laughs> but this is a little kid. I think it was just like, Trouble was like, get that real kid in there. <laughs> like, get that real kid in the real gun. I want it to be legit. He's like, I don't want to do it. Um, that's not, that didn't even sound like Lloyd Kaufman. I don't know why I was doing Put that. real bullets in it. But <laughs> just don't pull the trigger. The baby will know. We can't afford the gore. Shoot the kid. <laughs> what? Kill it. Kill the kid. Do you remember when they shoot the dog in that movie? I hate that part too. And it like slides across the floor with spaghetti on it. That one has spaghetti on it. It, it, just, looks like, yeah, it just looks like spaghetti. Like, what? <laughs> I, th- I feel like back in the day, people were way less savvy about like what the insides of people looked like. It's a dog, Dustin. They're different. Oh, they're filled with spaghetti. Right? Yeah, that's why they don't go to heaven when they die. <laughs> <laughs> I thought all dogs went to heaven. According to Don Bluth, they do. Only if you're Burt Reynolds. I saw a picture of Burt Reynolds today online, and he is looking rough. I didn't realize how old he was. Did you see that video, though? He went to a Comic-Con? No, that's a picture I saw. He was pretty cool. Was he? Yeah. That's cool. His favorite movie he was in was Deliverance. Really? The man knows. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. Smokey and the Bandit? He said that's the one that made the most money. That somebody asked him what his favorite movie was he was in. They're like, well, Smokey and the Bandit made the most money. She's like... 
that's not what I asked you. He's like, Jesus. <laughs> like, Should I cut him off? He's like, Jesus. He's like, oh, I guess I like deliverance. <laughs> Isn't it? It's funny, like, that guy was like a sex symbol. He's a stud. Yeah. yeah. He's like that mustache. <laughs> There's that picture of him laying on the rug, like naked with his hand over his junk. That's famous. <laughs> My favorite line in Deliverance is not the line that everybody likes. Like, oh, you got a nice look. I like the line when they're like, because they pair, if you think about the whole situation, it's it's rather odd because they're all John Boyd's buddies. None of those other guys know each other. Yeah. They're all just friends. Like, that's his friend. And Burt Reynolds has got, he's got, they're all from different walks of his life. So he's got like Burt Reynolds, who's a wannabe like nature guy. Yeah. And he's like super athletic and kind of a dick. And uh, they pair him up with Ned Betty, who like is probably the worst paddler of the bunch, apparently. Mm-hmm. He's the most city guy. And uh, like, he's, like, riding him like shit, making him, like, paddle real hard. And then when they get to the beach, he's like, did good, chubby. Did good. <laughs> like, you don't even know that guy. You can't just... He's so rude. He just calls him chubby. He doesn't know that guy. He's like, did good, chubby. Did good. Man, Man I haven't seen voice. that movie. This is going to sound yeah. fucked up, but since I was a kid. I mean, <laughs> since, I remember a lot about it. the family but... sat down and watched <laughs> You know, that's probably a movie. There's, like, a... I didn't watch a lot of movies with my dad, but there's, like, a handful that, like, I watched with my dad. I remember watching The Lost Boys for the first time with my dad. And watching like South Park the movie with my dad, which like is like I one of the only times I've ever heard my dad laugh like that, like just uncontrollable <laughs> laugh. You thought that was the funniest <laughs> fucking thing in the world that those kids were cursing, I think, is what made him laugh so hard. Did did your dad hate uh Lost Boys because it was scary? No, I don't I don't think so. I feel like he liked that one. What's well, kind of fan? But he fun. usually doesn't like shit like that. It's campy though. Yeah. Well kids are cussing on that too. Yeah. I Maybe that's what it does. He likes connection. kids cussing. He just likes kids cussing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he usually kind of hates horror movies, but uh, I don't know. Lost Boys. I guess that one's not scary, except for the beginning is a little freaky. After that, it's just cool. He closed his eyes. You didn't see. <laughs> He's like, is it over, Dustin? <laughs> seven. seven. Uh, Did you guys ever see the Lost Boys sequels? No. I saw the second no. one. Was it any good? I mean, you. I had no expectations. Yeah. It was, was alright. Yeah? No expectations. Not like abysmal? I see, I would just assume they're terrible. Well, it was kind of a novelty of seeing, like, Corey Feldman and it yeah. stuff like that. I don't remember hating it. Hmm. It's not as good as the first ones weren't my all-time favorite, so I movie. set my standards so low when I watched the sequel that I couldn't be disappointed. Yeah. It was cool seeing, I think Savini had a cameo in it, and uh, Corey Feldman was in it. And... That's one of those movies I think is funny, like, people will post, like, this is what real vampires are and this is gay shit and they'll like post like you know twilight and lost boys i'm like i hate to tell you lost boys is probably gayer than twilight <laughs> yeah i love it super gay and this is uh nothing Schumacher. wrong with yeah. it yeah yeah it's definitely it's definitely has some whole like homoerotic things to it i mean like the poster like the half naked guy in the back the saxophone guy <laughs> yeah i still believe the saxophone guy is my favorite thing in the world Ever. Every movie needs to have that saxophone guy. That's how you do a soundtrack. Yeah. The soundtrack of that movie, there's a lot of actual songs. No, There's a score that's great, too, but the score, the, the soundtrack the is beautiful. Yeah. Like, the, like, Fright Night kind of did that, too, where they'd use real songs in the soundtrack. 80s had the best soundtracks with their movies. They were made for the movie. Like, uh, that Michael Cimbello song, uh, Maniac, on the floor, and then Michael Cimbello also did that song for Monster Squad. Was that just for Monster Squad? I don't know. I, the one that plays in the montage? Yeah. I don't know. I think it was, because that guy just did songs for movies. I, I never think. connected to that. Was the, those are the, the, I think it's the same, the same guy. guy. And like John Parr, who did St. Elmo's Fire, yeah. also did the end to rest, uh, Running Man, Wrestle's Heart. Well, you know what it used to be in like the music industry has changed so much. Back in the day, like 
the cross promotion of a movie and a soundtrack was so strong, and that continued all through the nineties. Yeah, and nineties movies also had the same Batman. similar soundtrack thing going on. Batman the Crow, yeah. the yeah. Crow soundtrack was huge. Nine Inch Nails is on there. You know what other soundtrack was huge and it was better than the fucking movie was the Scorpion King soundtrack. <laughs> when I was a kid, all I bought was soundtracks. Or like, you think of like so the nice. the real like one of the most popular ones was um, Seal, Kissed by a Rose. And yeah, oh, that's yeah. what yeah. that's what Dave was saying. I said I meant the first Batman with Prince, oh, right? Oh. And, uh, oh yeah, the Prince. Party Man. Yeah. <laughs> what was the first? The Graduate, for Christ's sakes, with oh, Simon yeah. and Garfunkel. Hello, darkness, my old friend. They, didn't they? They made that a lot of those songs for that movie, right? Am it, I yeah, and I, and I think once um, CDs sort of stopped selling, they just stopped doing it. That's sad because it doesn't happen as much anymore. Yeah. Um, there's very few movies that come out and have a worthwhile soundtrack, and if they do, it's using all old music, like Guardians of the Galaxy. And there's a couple of dramas, I think, that have come out that use like old, older like 90s stuff like that. It hits that nostalgia button for hipster people. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, you don't see that a lot. And now it's, it, I feel like it's making the switch to just amazing. The soundtracks now are the scores. They're just, it's just, it's switched to scores now being really memorable. Well, scores yeah. were always there, but they were mixed. But see, I honestly think that like the modern, most modern movie scores mm-hmm. are almost indistinguishable from each other. Every once in a while, there comes along one that's really, really great. Like, um, you know what it comes down to? It comes down to a fucking theme, okay? And that was something that I really didn't like about the new Batman movies, is they didn't really have a theme. No. And um, Hellboy did. Mm-hmm. But that was Danny Elfman, so we had something to do with Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Yeah. You can hum yeah. it. You the know Lord what I mean? of the Rings theme was beautiful. Oh yeah, oh, Lord yeah. of the Rings. I'd, I'd say Lord of the Rings is the best one I've heard in a long time. I think there I think there are standouts here and there. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. There are standouts here and there, but uh for the most part, who who was it? I want to say who did the the Batman one? Is it Hans Zimmer? Is that the guy? What Batman sounds right, yeah. The remake? Yeah. yeah. The Chris cool. Nolan ones. Hans Zimmer's done good scores though. His old ones are good, but he's the guy who's sort of, um, I think it's him, uh, he's the guy who sort of turned everything into less about themes and more about noises. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I mean, I know Inception is the redheaded stepchild of this, but like, the Inception score is just a lot of like, Mwah. like, there's not a lot of, there's nothing you can hum, there's no beat to any of it. Well, those old movies, I don't know if it's partly nostalgia, but there's some stuff I can just play a little beat from and you'll guess it. Like, Yeah, that's Robocop. Yeah. You could do that with so many movies. I don't know. My cousin Tyler, when he's seen Conan the Barbarian so many times that he can sit and hum along with the entire movie and know it like note for note. I can do it with Best of the Best and Best of the Best too. Really? Every day of my life, I at least do... <laughs> like I'll be at work. I love the fucking music in those movies. Well, then there's and they're a, not even popular movies. Yeah. Here's an example of I because I think this was Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer did Broken Arrow, right? Yeah, Which so. that's I associate that song with Broken Arrow. I think most people associate it with Scream. It's in both of them. I like yeah. I actually like that little note a yeah. lot. Boom, bang, boom, bang. Speaking yeah, of Christian awesome. Slater. Yeah, there you go. And then Bob Gutton. We talked about Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. That's Gutton. still my favorite scene in the whole movie. 
Bob Gutton doesn't shut up and John Travolta hits him. In the yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Broken Arrow is awesome. How, also, Howie Mandel's in it. Oh, Howie Long. Howie Howie Ma- oh, man. If Howie Mandel was in it. I love Howie. I love the little monsters, but that would not fit. Yeah, Howie Long. Howie Long was in. They tried to turn him into an action miles star. Miles Graceland, too. He, he, they tried to turn him into an action star with a movie called. I want to say it's called Firestorm or something like You're that. You're right. There is a movie called Firestorm. And it's about. Uh, it's like bad firefighters versus good firefighters, which is a lot like. Backdraft, but which a, with a much worse cast and not nearly as fun because Backdraft is awesome. I mean, by the end of the movie, you have a uh, fucking who is it? Scott Glenn and Kurt Russell fighting each other with axes in a burning building. Oh, that sounds sweet. It's Backdraft amazing. Is great. I'm not I sure if I've seen that since it came out. Backdraft's great. I've never seen Firestorm. Me either. Yeah. Have you seen Fire Down Below? I knew you were going to say no. that. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but I've seen it on TV parts of it. It had a good goon squad. Billy Bob Thornton was in it. Much people. I, you know what? That's that's the Seagal movie, right? Yeah. That's like right before the Seagal bubble popped. Yeah. When he still had theatrical movies. It was like The Glimmer Man, Fire Down Below. Fire Down Below might have been before The Glimmer Man. And then he made a straight video movie called The Patriot. Exit Wounds was his, oh, was his kind of like last, about last hit. Yeah. Under Siege 2 is another good one for me. Under Siege 2 is awesome because Peter yeah. Green's in it. Who else? Patrick Kilpatrick's in that too. Oh, <laughs> shit. There's a bunch of good goons in that one. That's a that's a good goon one. Isn't the daughter in that movie someone? Is it a, a Catherine Heigl? Is that the daughter? Somebody famous is the daughter remember. in that. I don't remember. I remember always loving that movie as a kid. I loved it as a kid too. I like two better than one. I know it sounds yeah, I good. Too. I like two better It's on the one. train. Yeah. I remember what a big deal it was how they filmed the train scenes. Like, that they have the blue screens outside the windows, like all that stuff. Like there's all these behind the scenes making of thing, like talking about how amazing that technology was. And now like any two, like TV show with a hundred dollar budget can do that effect. <laughs> I'm so tempted to put it under Siege 2 when you guys leave. Dark territory. <laughs> like that's stupid. What do they call those at the end all the time? What? Like those dumb little things that they put at the end. That for some reason is slipping me like under Siege 2, dark territory. Oh, like subtitle? Or yeah, whatever? the subtitle for it. I don't know if that's the word for it. That's what I always call it, though. That's right, yeah. I also watched uh, James Bell's movies. I haven't watched any of them yet. I, I don't think Tantrum's out yet, but I watched Dog Dick yeah. and Manure. Yeah. I don't know what I want to say about Dog Dick. Like, if you've I, don't, seen, I don't think I could watch Dog Dick, honestly. I, I, I wasn't, it made me feel worse about the human race. Like I, yeah. I felt like, man, I don't feel good. James is a James is a really really cool like really really sweet guy like I've met him at some wasteland stuff and he gave me a copy of manure and stuff so I don't I mean I'm not trying to say anything bad about James I just don't think I could watch Dog well, Dick like there it's it's kind of like a gummo style where it falls around these people that are I, I it's called AK White Trash Holocaust yeah like I don't man it is just bizarre it's just filming these kind of uh, these like I guess low rent people a lot of them there's a scene where this this lady keeps throwing this bird up in the air to try to make it fly and eventually she kills it and it, it's so annoying to watch like you just want to you, I was getting angry like the yeah. lady thinks she's helping because she's just so she doesn't know what she's doing and she's yeah. like I used to raise birds but then again if you take it out of context that she said it was the last bird in the nest and we don't know how long it was sitting in there but yeah. still just leave it alone just yeah. leave it alone yeah. I don't know it. There's some bothersome stuff in there. Like, there's a mentally handicapped person that keeps getting interviewed. And I just, I felt bad. I felt bad for the human race. And I, I was just like, man, I don't feel good. I don't know if there's a message in the movie or if it's not supposed to be like that. But the White Trash Holocaust subtitle or That's, alternate name would yeah. make me suggest that human beings are trash. Yeah. But the other one, Manure, I liked. I don't yeah. hate the movie. It was interesting to watch different people in a lot of ways. Manure is a little more, it's, I don't know if I want to say straightforward, but it's a narrative, right? Like, it's yeah. a story. I, I kind of like, Manure is like 23 minutes, uh, Dog Dick's 45. 
Manure is essentially the story about a homeless guy drinks this fertilizer and he craps and flowers plant. <laughs> but uh, he huh. he mows these purple lawn and shits over the yard and all these beautiful flowers come. But he decides to overdo it and drink the whole bottle, which is body horror. And I love body horror. And I think it's kind of a cool I, This one has cool gore effects at the end and this weird body horror, just a weird, bizarre story. And uh, it's gross. It has some nasty stuff in there. But I kind of liked it. I liked it. Manure is kind of, you know, I like that kind of weird stuff. Well, the, the his new one, uh, Tantrum, He's I've seen him post like shots of the special effects and stuff like that. And it looks pretty neat. Like he's doing some pretty cool looking stuff for it. It kind of reminds me of, like Brian Poland. Like not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I love Brian Poland. The gore was very Poland. Do you remember we watched that movie Fetus? Yeah, I when love we were Fetus. doing the the gl- making your glove. Yeah, Fetus is a Brian Paulin movie. That's probably that's a really good example of his work because I think it might be my favorite of his that I've seen. It's my favorite, and the effects are off the fucking chain in that movie. Definitely Japanese inspired. Yeah. I think yeah, like I with the centipede thing at the end. But man, that movie's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's nuts. It's very much like uh, I don't know. I think I, I you know I've only talked to Brian online. And we get get along really well. I feel like he and I would be buddies if we met in real life. But uh, we have a lot of the same sensibilities when it comes to that weird shit. He has a good story in Fetus, too. There's a story there. There's a story there, but you don't you don't even really fucking need you it. Don't because need it. the thing is just like, a, it's like watching a nightmare. Yeah. I mean. Speaking of nightmares. Yeah. Blood Pigs is a fucking nightmare. I haven't watched Blood Pigs. It's, it, it, it's unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one where it's the zombie apocalypse and humans have started eating zombies, right? Yeah, and then it starts to morph the zombies and the dead bodies and the dead things and these weird things are like put in piles and they create these other monsters that are huge and there's a scene where somebody had like written a journal about one and this guy's like carrying it outside while reading the journal and there's all this like wind howling and he's just like it's he's reading the journal about the guy hearing I, it or something like that and i it, think i scary. have it at home i'm gonna have to watch it i've watched um i watched fetus i watched uh oh bone sickness bone sickness and then what's the at dawn they sleep no, um, I tried to watch something. My like DVD didn't work. Uh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about cryptic pl- no, cryptoplasm. No, it's the snuff film one. Um, uh, man, Dead Girl on no. Dead Girl on Film. Is that what it's called? I think it is. Okay, that one. That one was cool too. I, I actually seen really liked it. I've seen Cryptic Plasm, which I think is my favorite of his. Actually, over Fetus, I think. Yeah, I think so. I seen Fetus. I seen Bone Sickness, and I seen Blood Pigs. I have a version of Cryptic Plasm, but he. I think he's gone and added more effects and stuff to it for the new release, hasn't he? Well, I, I donated to that to get the, uh, you'll get, uh, I did the one where you'll get the Morbid Tales and the Cryptic Plasma release. I think I did too, but I can't remember. Well, I'm excited to see it. I, I like his work. He's one of the only independent guys. Like, I get excited. Like, I like all almost independent, but there's like five or six people that I get excited for. Yeah. And he's one of them. Yeah, I, I look forward to, to his stuff. Um, yeah, so there you go, Brian. We sucked your dick on our podcast. <laughs> Also, watch Girl Walks Home Alone, but I'm going to wait till you guys see it to talk about it. Okay. I want to see how you guys I, it's see It's definitely it. on my list of it's things to watch. I'll try to watch it before we do the next podcast. All right, cool. Have you heard of that one, Brandon? Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it. It just looks... Uh, it's artsy. Know. Yeah, like artsy. And I'm well into shot. That. I'm into that right now. I got well, I got Stranger by the Lake on my uh, list, I like I watched it. it yet. I like it. I think you'll like it, too, to be honest. Is it is it um subtitled? Or is it in English? It's subtitled. Okay. Yeah, Jared, subtitle. We watched it twice. It's subtitle for sure. Yeah. Well, then I'm not watching it because movies should be in English. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I like to know so that I know when to watch it because I don't like to watch subtitle stuff when I'm sleepy. Yeah. Because I will just fall asleep halfway through from reading. Or you won't be able to, your brain won't work fast enough to read the subtitles and see the action. Yeah, you're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. 
<laughs> Which is why I haven't finished um, that Akira Kurosawa movie I was watching because every time I get time to watch something, it's like eleven o'clock at night, and I'm like, well, I'm not gonna be able to process this shit. Like, <laughs> it'll look pretty, I'm sure, but I'm not gonna understand it. I like when I'm gonna watch like an art movie or something like that. I like to be like, oh, like wide awake so I can get everything and be excited about it. Maybe have a couple yeah. cups of coffee and be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's check the time. Sorry, dead air. <laughs> dead air. How long we got? <laughs> Can we just call it quits on this shit? <laughs> I want some of them gummy bears. <laughs> um, I listened to, uh, I, I signed up for Audible, and I've been listening to, um, I actually just finished it today, this morning on my walk, uh, Psycho by Robert Block. Good? Yeah, I liked it. Um, people who tell you that it's vastly different from the movie are liars, because it's not. Um, the, like, it is interesting. There's a couple, like, more scenes and stuff in it in the book that aren't included in the movie that flesh out Norman a little more. And, uh, Marion Crane from the movie is Mary Crane in the book, and she's a little different. She has a little more depth to her, and she's not as, um, narcissistic. Like, the, the Marion in the movie is, like, kind of narcissistic and, like, proud of herself that she's getting away with what she's doing, and that isn't really... In the book. Well, in the movie, though, she starts to worry about it. She starts to yeah. feel bad, too. Yeah, once she gets to the hotel, she does. But all that stuff in the beginning doesn't... It's it's pretty much summed up in a couple of paragraphs, like her swapping the cars and yada, yada, yada. And the rest is dedicated to her talking about her relationship with the guy she's going to marry, and she's a little more fleshed out. So it's basically the movie with more meat on it. Um, one of the differences... People kept telling me, too, that Norman was way different in the book. He looks different, but he's not... He's the same character, like he in the book, he's a he's he's like in his forties and he's fat. He wears glasses and he's bald. So he's not boneable. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> what it is. He's not Anthony Perkins, but otherwise the, the his he he's a little more interesting in the book in that he uh, he believes in um, he believes there's a really freaky monologue he has where he's talking about how he has like power over life and death, and that life is like an electricity and you can turn it off and turn it back on. And that's he how he thinks he brought his mother back to life. Must have read Frankenstein or something. Well, he reads he reads these all these books on the occult, and so in his mind, his mother was like was killed and then brought back to life, and that stuff's pretty interesting. I think it's more like Ed Gein, like more story oriented towards Ed Gein's real life more than the movie. Maybe I don't know. I mean, he does talk a little more about like going and digging up his mom and all that stuff, and how he could hear like you know down on the ground and stuff like that but what's interesting is is about halfway through he acknowledges that he's schizophrenic he says flat out he's like i think i'm schizophrenic and then like his inner monologue it's kind of interesting that is kind of there are two more books there's um psycho 2 and then psycho house are they both written by him yeah and uh i haven't, I haven't got those uh, i wanted to try something a little different so now i'm listening to the graveyard book by neil gaiman does that uh just do those movies like those books relate to the sequels that actually made? I don't know. I have a feeling probably not, especially the third Psycho <laughs> movie because it's so weird. Do you notice how they get a grease ball in two and a grease ball in three, but they just go different with them? Yeah. The Who's, grease ball in three is uh Jeff Fahey. Yeah, the Jeff grease Fahey. ball in two is Dennis Franz. Yeah, I love Jeff Fahey. That weird scene where he's like waving the lamps at that girl in the motel room you know i'm talking about is that right before he bones her and then throws her out and throws her out yeah <laughs> he's a bad person in that movie yeah those sequels are good by the way two or three are awesome yeah. four's all right too four's not bad i was happy with them no complaints 
Never saw Bates Motel, the remake. Not I haven't seen since it came I out. I tried watching the for series it. and did not like it. No, I mean the there's like a TV movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Never saw that. The one with Bud Court. What have you been watching, Brandon? <laughs> Saw Kills are so quiet right now. <laughs> just, I, we're so behind. Yeah. I, <laughs> we're talking about Psycho here. It's not like it came on yesterday. Oh, I know, but just in terms of just... Well, Brandon has, has school stuff yeah. that he's been working on. I'll do your school for you. <laughs> well, which you'll, is, which... you'll get your first F-. minus. <laughs> Which is it's it's fun, but at the same, it just it's really time consuming. Yeah, quit. <laughs> <laughs> if it's hard, quit. Right? <laughs> Work for me. <laughs> um, Audible that you were talking about is that a monthly fee? Yeah, I pay like twenty bucks a month, and then I get two free audiobooks. Which, like, my wife's, I think she felt like that was really expensive, but I was like, if I bought two paperback books a month. It would cost me $20 or more. So, And you get any two you want each month. And then you, if you want to buy additional ones, they're at a deep discount. It's like a 30 to 40% discount. Okay. So and you just down, like I download them to my phone. I put on my headphones. And what I've been doing is like when I go for walks at Ottawa Park, I put on my headphones and just listen to the book. Don't do anything that's a public domain. Don't waste it because you can go to Lever. Oh, no, I won't. Because no. like, that's where I listen to like everything from Picture of Dorian Gray to... Uh, the strange case of Doctor Jekyll. I used Hyde. to I used to li- listen to LibriVox all the time, but sometimes you get a really bad reader. Sometimes you get like I don't I don't want to sound like a dick, but you get foreign readers or people yeah. with like a speech impediment. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it it works well. Sometimes it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It depends. Hmm. Um, I really like listening to Graveyard Book because there are actually two versions on there, and one was a full cast recording where they have music and different people are playing different characters. But the one that I got is Neil Gaiman reading it because I just wanted to hear his 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 sultry voice in my ear. So I'm listening to Neil Gaiman read oh, Graveyard Book. What's, that's what's how it is with Shariah. Oh, go ahead, Nas. Go ahead. Oh, continue We've been on. talking over you for like 20 minutes, you guys say. <laughs> um, Shariah's mom let me borrow uh, Needful Things. Oh, a Stephen King book. Yeah. yeah, and it was narrated by him. He read the whole thing by him. By Stephen King? Yeah. Which was amazing. Creepy. <laughs> How much do you think he gets? Somebody gets paid to read a whole book. I don't That'd know. Be a pain in the ass. <laughs> Especially a Stephen King book. I just spent forty-five minutes explaining how this coffee on this table moved from Monday to Tuesday. No, you're thinking of a John Grisham book. If you ever knows that John Grisham describes a room every time someone enters it, no, I've never. That read motherfucker is padding out every. Drives me insane. I'm trying to remember which one. Uh, which one's the one about the guy on death row? Ah, man, Jack Frost. Yeah, Jack Frost. And <laughs> no. Killer Snowman? Yeah, the Killer Snowman one by John Grisham. Exactly. <laughs> no, there's one where in every time they go into the warden's office, it describes it every single motherfucking time. Do you think sometimes he just copied and pasted and then added? No, because it's always of... different, but it amounted to the same description. Is it a different point of view by a different character? No. Padding. He was padding. All those motherfuckers do it. I mean, at some point. Fucking Dickens... Dickens was overly verbose because he got paid by the word. Yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. He was. Well, the Christmas story, to be honest, like our the Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. The first third of the book is way better than the rest. Like after after he goes to the past. Yeah. For me, it kind of loses. Like I'm like ah, I don't really care anymore. Oh really? I like the Christmas. I mean, it's a good part. book. I like it, but yeah. I'm just like. I like the first, the first, like first third of that book. I'm like tearing up, but I always tear up when they go in the past. And every yeah. rendition of it, like even like Scrooge, I'm like, 
<laughs> and then at the end of Scrooge and the beginning of Scrooge, I always get teary-eyed. See, I always I like the future stuff because that's when it gets all like a fucking spooky. horror movie. Yeah, it gets all spooky. I like that. Really, it calls for that. For what? Scrooge. Remember that? He opens up the Grim Reaper. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Calls for that. He looks back in. <laughs> You're alive, and so am I. I love I love that version of uh, the Ghost of Christmas Future. By the way, he's scary. Shit. It's terrifying. He's got creatures living in his goddamn rib cage. Can you get me to sell it? So yeah, which floor? That's <laughs> <laughs> Scrooge is my favorite. It's good stuff. That's my favorite Christmas movie. I think. What's, what else? There's Gremlins, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm not big in the vacation movies. Me neither. But Christmas Vacation is awesome. I mm-hmm. I don't even know if I've seen the whole Christmas Vacation. Comedy genius, Randy Quaid. Uncle Eddie. What's got Chevy Chase? Shitter was full. I need to rewatch them. <laughs> I've only seen him on TV. Oh, look, honey. Shitter was full. I've he's only like, seen him on TV. He's pouring raw sewage into a, like a water drainage <laughs> pipe. Like. We all know. Storm Green. That's what they call him. We all know the best Randy Quaid movie out there. What's that? Freight. <laughs> Bugbuster. What the fuck's that? It's either Bugbuster or Christmas Vacation to Eddie's Island Adventure, <laughs> which exists. Freight. Bugbuster. Have you seen Bugbuster? Freight. Answer the damn question. I said, what the fuck is Bugbuster? <laughs> <laughs> it's garbage, is what it is. Is it a 90s movie? Is it a 2000 movie? 90s, right? Yeah, Catherine Heigl's in it. I like she the title. Is there any giant bugs in it? No. Nope. It should be. Is he like exterminated? There's, gi- there's a giant bug at the end. Is he high? <sighs> but it's not. No, it looks like dick. What is this? Is it a cartoon? <clears throat> no, it's this. I don't, I don't, I mean, I assume it was straight to video. I don't know. I bet it was. Um, the trailer, I, I had to find it because the trailer is awesome. And it's just Randy Quaid as a bug exterminator. Yeah, sold. <laughs> the entire trailer really, other than like some minor cuts here and there, uh, he's always on a TV selling his product. And like a, like a colonel, like a general type uh, force and uh, uh, wording. And uh, hardly in it, really. Yeah. The only time you see him in the movie is in the commercials, and then at the end he shows up for the last five minutes of the movie to fight the bug, he, get a he, paycheck. Yeah, he shows up like uh, like John Goodman does at the end of Arachnophobia just to take care of the problem. Well, let me check on Amazon. Fifty eight dollars VHS worth it? No, bought. No, <laughs> I have no clue. I've never heard of that movie. It's. I w- I was hoping it was gonna be. To me, I was hoping it was gonna be like. Uh, have you seen the Wasp Woman nineteen nineties remake? No. I heard that's I full of sleaze, that. isn't Is that it? Any good? It's oh, good. It's it's actually really awesome. That was one of the um that's when Stan Winston's company was remaking all the movies for Showtime, right? She Creature. They yeah. did She Creature, they Teenage did Teenage Caveman, uh uh How to How to Make a Monster, which that is, is one. Fuck, fucking awful. I don't like even Teenage Caveman if people like that one. Oh, I kinda like Teenage Caveman because it's, like, it's stupid. Like, I like uh, the monster at the end. It's like the, Clark movie. The Wasp Woman remake is actually not bad it's sleazy like those those 90s sleaze yeah movies are but when she turns into the wasp mm-hmm. it's amazing really it's a like there's a moment where uh she transforms in the living room to get ready to eat one of her lovers and the camera gets way back and the puppet takes up almost the entire living room really and it's like this huge abdomen butt thing and she's sitting there like do they do the thing where it's like her torso and arms but then the rest of it is like puppet legs and stuff like that right there were some monsters on uh, Buffy and Angel that were kind of like that. I was Doctor kinda... Who. Oh, yeah, the spider thing yeah, in Doctor Who. Thing. You're right. See, I don't know anything about Doctor Who. So, like, 
when I used to look on eBay for old toys, like Star Wars toys and stuff, and look around, every time weird toys would pop up and I had no clue, they were like, must be Doctor Who toy. Because <laughs> it's the only weird sci-fi thing I know yeah. clue anything about. Yeah. Right, that Star Trek, but I could tell the Star Trek toys because yeah, everyone's in two different color shirts and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> and the aliens just had bumpy foreheads. Klingons. Like, uh, like, except for a few exceptions, all the aliens on Star Trek were just like, what can we do to their forehead? Like Klingons What's really cheap. <laughs> Klingons were like the, the, the Romulans were kind of like that. They had like a weird eyebrow thing. I, I never been. I never got into Star Trek. I was always a Star Wars kid. I liked Next Generation when I was a kid. I watched it. Yeah. Occasionally, Voyager is my favorite. Voyager I liked as a kid too. Voyager is pretty good. Which one had the guy from Beyond Belief in it? Next That's Generation. Next Generation. Yeah. Jonathan Frakes. Who directed First Contact, which is one of my favorite Star Trek movies. Do you guys remember the show Beyond Belief? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you guys ever get terrified of that show when you were a kid? Yeah. Uh, we went back and found that one. The Boogeyman one? That was terrifying. Yeah. That's yeah. the one that horrified me. I have, yeah, yeah. I have a long story it, about the Boogeyman. It ruined my goddamn life. Me too. <laughs> I was scared of the... I got scared one time of the Boogeyman at age 18. I was 18 years old. <laughs> I was scared of the fucking Boogeyman for one night for no reason. I just got real scared. I was like... You just started thinking about the Boogeyman? Yeah. And a friend was staying the night too, and I was like... Dude, remember that old Beyond Belief with the Boogeyman? He's like, yeah. It's like, it was true, man. It was true. It's like, you want to share the bunk? It's like, no, we better not. You're right. That's weird. Because that was that was one that was true at the end, right? Yeah. That was, yeah. Me and Jake sprinted out of the house I mean, so fast. True. I don't that's know true. how true it, any it was. Of actually it was actually true. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> I, wish we, I wish we had shows like that i wish some of them were still popular enough to they've tried to bring stuff like that back i just don't think modern audiences like it like do you you know what else helped me be scared of the boogeyman what do you remember the stephen king night shift collection the boogeyman i never i never saw those i remember them being at the video as a little kid that story fucked me up too i read the story too Mm -hmm. and the story's cool actually it's one of the story the story is freaky i remember the story but man the short is scary too like, as a kid, that scared the fuck out of me. And then later, I saw that later on, that Beyond Belief. It was like, year after year, the goddamn boogeyman. <laughs> I couldn't get away from him. I think the the first Stephen King story to actually really give me the creeps was Grey Matter. Because I read that when I was like, that one's awesome. late, late middle school. That I one's fun, Grey Matter is cool. I bet you could do a good impression. What What's the dad say when he actually drinks the spoiled beers? Like, oh, that was different. Or something like that. That's the one where the guy drinks all the beer, right? Right. Remember he like cracks it open, like even though it's spoiled, he drinks it anyways. Oh, I don't remember what he says. I don't even. Something. I know there's a moment where she has him boil the beer. Yeah. To get it all nice and warm, and he, I remember like he just keeps keeps yelling (laughs) back, and he's like, "Is it at the right temperature yet?" And things like that. And there's isn't there a weird part in that story where it has a shout out to it? Uh, possibly. Was All it, those stories are connected in some way. Says something about like it's like the time nothing weird ever happened this weird except that time that somebody saw a giant spider in the sewer. Oh uh, yeah, I think you're something, right. Yeah. I think it's a call out to it. I have there. this I have this weird collection called the uh, Stephen King universe, and it's everything he's written from novels to short stories and how they're connected. Right. It's a really interesting. That movie. is awesome. Honestly, when I was a kid, um, and just because I I grew up in Jay County, Indiana, which used to be a swamp they built a city on a swamp basically that was toledo and there was uh there's there's still marshlands like there's marshland preserves and everything but anyway that's just to say that like it got foggy a lot there 
So, like, I read, I remember reading The Mist on the bus on the way to school every morning. Like, that's how I read it, it was just on the way. Because mm-hmm. um, it was, like, half an hour, 45 minutes to school every morning. And uh, so on those mornings when it would get real misty, I would kind of look out the window and imagine that, like, you know, I'd see that, like, big monster leg come down. And I love like that, that shit. Yeah. The imagination as a kid is the best. I remember being like boat rides because we come to Point Place, it's off the water, and just like looking towards the trees on the islands and imagining like Godzilla or some big monster in there yeah. and shit. But that sounds awesome. Like when you're reading a book and that like grade level and you're stuck into it, I haven't been stuck into like a hard copy book and just staring at it. Like I love that feeling. Yeah. Just, that's all that matters is you want to finish this book. Yeah. I wish I can't. Yeah, I might use there. Audible to revisit some of those Stephen King shorts, just listen to them. I'm sure there's an audio book of them. Remember, I was. 18 the last time i hardcore read stephen king and it was like i was working concrete at the time and like on the way there just sitting there reading reading mm-hmm. every story i could on the his, way back uh, reading every story i could his his three collect by three favorite collections of his is skeleton crew night shift night shift and dream nightmares and dreamscapes is really i love great. night shift and skeleton crew is pretty damn good too but i haven't read those stories in a long time like some of them i can't read anymore like i'll start reading them I'm like eh, this is corny man this what is- about the lawnmower man that one's just like seven pages long. It's gross. Yeah, the lemur. Do you remember like the movie when you probably don't remember because you were like a fetus or something. But when the movie <laughs> The Lawnmower Man came out, uh, they advertised it at first as Stephen, Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man. It's nothing like Stephen King. Nothing like it. And he, I think, he sued or threatened a lawsuit or something. That's like Brett that. Leonard. He did Virtuosity. Yeah. Which was another kind of movie. Like, Virtuosity I was cool when I was a kid. Watched Virtuosity 400 times when I was a kid. I taped it off. Cable. Still like it? Russell Crowe, Denzel? It's been a while since I watched it, but I think I'd still like it, even though it's stupid. I think I'd like it. And then the director also did a movie called Feed. I've heard of that. It's gross. Every picture I've seen from it is fucking disgusting, so I don't think I'm going to watch it. And he did Dead Pit. Did you ever see the Dead Pit? No. Oh, the Dead Pit's kind of cool. I mean, it does have like a Hellraiser 2 vibe. It's just kind of like this insane asylum and this world's this girl's trapped there but this doctor years ago used to like do these weird experiments and like on these people and there were zombies and at the end it's just like dead pit opens and all these zombies come out that sounds cool mm-hmm. yeah it, it's not as good as that sounds but it's good it's entertaining it's definitely one of those ones that you would have caught at age like 12 on like at like midnight or something or rented that and like two other tapes had, By had way, a very memorable vhs need cover to watch the pit or you need to let me borrow it or something because they eat meat because it's out of print and it is on YouTube, but the YouTube version is all fucked up. Like, it starts, like, somewhere in the middle of the movie when you start watching it. I believe you that they eat meat. I only have it on the VHS, yeah. and it's it, there's mold. I checked when I went back. We will watch the DVD on. one day. Okay. I will not let you borrow the pit because it's it's near and dear to my heart, and I fear for its... I don't know. You could probably borrow it. I don't know. I mean, I am going to smash it with a hammer and pee on it. <laughs> you watch it like greatest movie ever. No one else can see it. I never heard <laughs> movies. The worst thing I do is I just keep them forever and forget to watch them, which yeah, is what I, I do to your stuff all the time. I, I do remember years ago, I let some people borrow VHSs, like Universal Horror Movies, and like I had to ask to get them back. When I got them back, it looked like there was like meatloaf on it, like a little crusty and shit. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> That's like, where I found the pit at a Goodwill. And I'd, I, it was before in time, this is when I was heavy in collecting, just didn't really bother to check. Cause I've got a, I've got a few actually that are like that. Um, my graveyard shift copy was like that. I actually got it clean though, the one yeah. I got signed. Yeah. By Stephen Mott, and but uh, yeah, it's it's bad. I'm gonna have to probably chuck it. Really? Yeah. But you managed to watch it before you, or you watched on YouTube? The Pit. Yeah. On YouTube. Man, I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin maybe the VCR. There, yeah, maybe there's a different one somewhere on YouTube. The one I watched like started in the middle of like a Halloween party or something. Like there was no titles or nothing. It just started. 
And I was like, this doesn't seem like the beginning of the movie. I don't know. I, I have the DVD, so I would know. Yeah. I mean, the picture quality on the DVD is not very good either. Let's yeah. face it. It's 1981. I don't know if anybody remastered it. And somebody should probably pull that bad boy out and uh, give an HD transfer of the pit. I'd pay good money for that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Oliver. Scream Factory. Who that, has that? When was that made? 70s or 80s? 81. 81? Or 1980, 81. I yeah, love that movie. A, I think that might have been the one I did watch on YouTube. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, I was just... I it was I, sometimes I just pull out those VHSs and just like find one that I was, I just need to watch. A little kid's yeah. name Jamie. Yeah. Isn't the tagline like Jamie something is something? I don't remember. <laughs> it's one of those fucking things. That's I only remember the kid. Jamie name. something is something something <laughs> said someone. <laughs> I just remember it was Jamie because I think his name is in the tagline. I'm gonna I want to pull it out right now and just look at the DVD. There were two movies uh, that had the same tagline and they were right next to each other on the shelf. At the video store when I was a kid. One was called Mikey and one was called Milo. And both, both of them killer had, kids movies. Both both of the taglines were Freddie and Jason were kids once too. <laughs> That's great. They both had it and they're right next to each other because Mikey and Milo. Yeah. I never saw Mikey. Milo was garbage. Mikey actually is the more popular one, isn't it? Is Milo the one that starts with the the chest? Or is that Mikey? Um I don't remember, but Milo takes place like in and around a mortuary, like a there's like I know I remember them being like down in the like funeral parlor and downstairs with the fucking chemicals. Both those movies are hard to find, I think now. Really, Is it... Milo had a, a holographic cover. Oh, <laughs> that's that's scream in mid to late nineties. Yeah. So did Columbus. Oh yeah. Columbus' cover is so misleading. It has like like this poison ivy looking person on it. You're like, this movie is a slasher movie. I have that. A mind fuck slasher yet. movie. What were you gonna say, Brandon? Kind of like it. Is that uh? How other two movies are really kind of similar is um, Cameron's Closet and Making Contact. I think Joey, aka Making Contact. I think no, they're, they're not really too much. You're alike. thinking of this uh, isn't. No, I know the other one. You're talking Ghost Chase and Making Contact are the two you're thinking about. You know what? Actually, hold up. They are a little bit similar in that there's something in the closet, and in uh, Joey, his dad is dead, and in Cameron's Closet, his dad falls and decapitates himself in the beginning of the movie. But there, Cameron's Closet was a straight-up, like, monster. Like, at the end, it was oh, a monster. Okay. Making Contact and Ghost Chase, the covers of those movies, always made me confused. Me too, as a kid, because they both have little puppet things. Yeah, and, like, in Ghost Chase, he's, like, on the top, and he's, like... <laughs> and then Making Contact... I actually have a DVD of uh, Making Contact called Joey. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever watched Making Contact or Ghost Chase. I should watch both those, because I'm Making sure... Making Contact really... is weird. Is it bad? It's bad, but it's I mean it's watchable. It's totally it's it's entertaining because how strange it is. I think the strangest thing about it is the way it ends. It's like Jesus Christ, really? Like is that how you're gonna end this? So should we watch that? Should we make a double feature of Ghost Chase and Making Contact? I would like to watch Ghost Chase. Brandon and I watched Making Contact a couple years ago. I don't know if I need to watch that okay, one. Okay, it's not worth it. No, yeah, you should watch it. I just watched it so recently that I remember it, so I don't know that I want to watch it again. Darth think- Vader's in it. Yeah, so James Earl Jones. No, like literally Darth Vader with the lightsaber and everything. How? I don't know. Don't ask. Did you guys ever watch that movie Pulse? The one with the electric like like kitchen coming. Oh, Joey Lawrence is in that. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. I've had that DVD for years, and that's the, one that I would looks weird. I had the VHS. Is it crap? It's fun. What do you think, Shreya? Now what? <laughs> what have you been watching, Shreya? You're killing what, us what's, here. What's a weird, what's a weird out of place movie that you've seen? That you can remember as a kid. That you just put in from the video store and it's like, this is fucking weird and terrible. Hmm. 
Doesn't have to be terrible. Well, it has Weird. to be. Theodore Rex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess um, I guess when I was younger, I would just pick anything off the shelf, and one I come by, and I always watch it. And it's pretty common. It's Legend with Tim Curry and oh, those yeah. big horns. I just. That's yeah, a weird that's movie, one of my though. It's weird. <laughs> the whole poem, like, that that one goblin says and shit. That, I think that movie's cool as hell. It bums me out that nobody makes movies like that anymore at that mm-hmm. budget level. Nope. Like, you can't... Nobody gets weird anymore. Hardly ever. Can't be a pervert with money. <laughs> I guess Probably so. the best Unless you make Human Centipede or Serbian film. Human Centipede 3 looks cheap as shit. Yeah. Do you watch the trailer for no. it? It looks so cheap. Is there CGI and stuff? A lot of it? I don't remember any CGI. It just looks like it... I mean... It, the image quality is not great. I let two look good because it's all gritty and black. I and love two. I don't love two. I don't even two is the greatest like movie ever made. I actually actively dislike it, but I love it. It was shot well. This one looks real rinky dink. Well, the second one was kind of be like Archie Tom Lister's in it. I know he's in a lot. Any movie with a prison, you got to get Tom Lister in it. <laughs> yeah, he's in fucking. He's in prison. <laughs> Yeah, he's in the movie first. That's like one of his first movies. Every movie when his young career, he was like, what, Extreme Prejudice? Remember that? Yeah. That one line that I was telling you I loved with him in it? What was the line? I used to play football. Oh, yeah. And I I hurt until I hurt my leg. Nick Nolte's like, looks like you're hurting your head. head. Yeah. (laughs) He's got like, ah, that dude's even in Armed and Dangerous where he plays like a bad guy. Never seen Armed and Dangerous something. He's in everything, man. Tom Lister is in everything. Have you seen uh, Dangerous to None? There's no such movie. I'm sure there is, and I'm sure it's some like Filipino action movie. Is Armed Dangerous John Candy movie? Yeah. Uh, I remember it. Oh, I have seen that. Nicholas Forrest got a cameo as a transvestite. (laughs) Couldn't make this shit up. (laughs) It's also got a bunch of... uh, Brian James is a bad guy in it, and the other bad guy is actually the guy in Under Siege 2, Callback, who drives the train, who crashes at the end. Speaking of... He's also in the Tales of the Crib episode with Corey Feldman. Brian James... Uh, or did you call him Byron? How do you say his name? It's B-R- I think it's 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 B R I O N, but I think it's. I always said Brian. It might be Byron. Um, know. actually, no, not speaking of Brian James, because it wasn't him. It was a different guy. Who was the guy who played? Uh, <laughs> this is the worst segue in the world. Cause I got yeah, I had like six segues. Brian <laughs> Brian James is the guy from Horror Show, right? And Blade Runner. And Blade Runner. Okay, who is the guy who's <laughs> the only I remember him from? Is he Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat Two? And he's in a Brian Thompson. Yeah, he's a Brian. Brian. He's Thompson. in Fright Night too. He's in Terminator Wash Day. Well, I just watched a seminal classic. Mordred. Joe Dirt. Oh, Buffalo <laughs> Bill or Buffalo Bob. Buffalo Bob. Life's a garden. Dig it. It puts Joe Dirt in the hole. I don't care what anybody says. That movie makes me laugh. It's I love terrible, but it makes me laugh. I love Brian Thompson. He's an yeah. underrated actor. He's in. It a- puts the lotion on the skin. All right, all right. It puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> he's awesome at Friday Night too. Yeah, he eats the bugs. He like melts down at the end, doesn't he? He gets cut open and he's like a sack of bugs. He's also in, like he's crazy. Like boogie boogie. You ever see Doctor Mordred? Yeah, he's I, in that. Yeah, he's, I know he's a bad guy. guy. I like that movie a lot. He's the best part of Mortal Kombat too. That movie garbage. Yeah. And Shao Kahn is awesome. I just wish that he didn't get you know actually been good movie and we could have seen him in a sequel or something. That movie's shit. Is Mordred full moon? Yeah. yeah. That was gotta be Doctor Strange. That was gotta be Doctor Strange. Was making good shit. Like the subspecies movies oh. were fun. The first few, anyway. Man, Doctor Puppet Mordred. Master movies were awesome. Puppet too. Master, like two through five, five are awesome. Not so much anymore. Now it's a lot of Ginger Dead Man and Evil Bong. <laughs> and in the newest one, like Ginger Dead Man, he doesn't even move. They just like 
they they composited someone's mouth. No. On, on, yeah. They co- they composited someone's mouth onto the puppet's face. Mm-hmm. So that's how he talks. Wow. From wizard to empire to full moon to this. I don't know. I loved wizard movies when I was a kid too. The that's the um that's that's the kid kids label, right? No, that's, that's Moonbeam. Moon oh, Moonbeam, Moonbeam. Okay. But uh, wizard was what he did before the VHS that's was released. Right. That's right. But the thing is, they say that Charlie Band is he's in the he's in the market to survive and make a living off filmmaking, and he's done it longer than a lot of other people. And you know that's what it is, man. He makes movies like that, and they make money. On, uh, and we don't really it's not our thing anymore. But yeah. he gave us a lot of years, a lot of good movies that we love. So. You know? Yeah. And he's had a long, interesting career. I mean, I, I still buy his old movies when they're released. Yeah. I mean, I there's there's a ton of old movies that I like. I have all those full moon box sets. Shit, I mean, a Moonbeam was actually one of my first VHSs. I got Beanstalk. That oh, Beanstalk. I remember I found Beanstalk. it at a yard sale when I was seven for a book. Prehistoria. Uh, prehistoria. 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 Actually, uh, I think. Goobers. <laughs> yeah, Goobers. What the fuck is Goobers? Goobers was called something different when I was a kid. It was called like something something's magic box or something. Gobstoppers, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, there's another one that Goobers. I like. What oh, is that? the Josh Kirby series of movies. Josh yeah. Kirby Time Warrior. I'm not familiar with those. Yeah. Those are cool. He goes to different... Well, it says times, but it's like got to be dimensions. Cause I remember he goes to a place that's medieval, but they they have dinosaurs. There's one not too long ago. I was it's on it's one of the trailers Don't on. Don't you know that um, people live with the dinosaurs? Say what? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. What? Um, there's there's another moonbeam that I wanna I wanna find. I think it's one of the last ones, and it's one of the trailers to Crawl the Sea Monster. Okay. Before I watch it, it's yeah. uh, Phantom Town. Have you heard of that one? I have it on DVD. I uh, want to see that I so do bad. Too. Oh my gosh, it looks. It has so an AK good. name. I have the DVD. I think Wait, it's actually by Jeff Burr. Is it well, by Jeff Burr? Maybe. I think it's by Jeff Burr. If it's the movie I'm thinking of, it's actually sort of dark for a kid's movie. And the alternative title is Spooky Town. Yeah. I have it. It's by Jeff Burr. I think I've seen it, and they go to a town, and there's, like, these weird people there, and they, like, fall apart and disintegrate. It's and almost like, like an Old West town. Yeah, like, yeah, I've seen that one. Speaking of full moon and Old West, are you guys familiar with the classic Oblivion? What about Oblivion 2? Backlash. Backlash. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that movie, but we all... Did you see Rosemary's Baby? No. I've seen Oblivion 2 Backlash. <laughs> Mandroid. I have, I have lots of good stories about Oblivion. Me and my cousin watched the first one. We was like, we thought it was so like weird, and we love the frog. Obviously, I love the frog. If you've yeah. seen the Krusties, or yeah. anything. I love that frog in Oblivion. Yeah. And uh, don't you just see it for like a second though? No, it? he's no? like he senses fear and he's highly poisonous, and they do the arm wrestling over him. Oh, that's right. And he's okay. Like, <laughs> I was thinking of the creature that like I guess it's it's not a frog at the beginning, the stop motion thing when the ship lands or whatever. I don't remember it him. It's at the very beginning of the movie. But the guy Andrew Dividoff. He plays Devon. Red Eye. He's, yeah. he's great in that movie. Yeah. And uh, Mike Genovese's in it from Best of the Best 2 as well. And oh, Meg right. and Meg Foster from Best of the Best 2. Lots of people in that movie. She's a robot cop, right? Yeah. yeah. And Lurch is in it too. But <laughs> regardless, we were watching the second one, which is really short. It's only like 45 minutes long. Isn't Sounds it? about right for a full moon movie. And uh, the first one was a feature length and Red Eye dies at the end. Spoiler, the bad guy dies at the end of a full moon movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and he has a patch on his eye and he died. And me and Jake were really like, this second one's not as good because Red Eye's not in it. We were all depressed. We are like 12. And then all of a sudden my mom's like, bring laundry in. And she's like... And then like Red Eye walks on screen, and it's it's he's like he's it's Divoff Div off again, and he he's not he's not Red Eye, but it's Red Eye's brother. Yeah, but we didn't we didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So my mom walked in, and I paused. And I'm like, Ma, Red Eye, we thought he was dead, but now he's back, and he's got both eyes. <laughs> and like, okay. And we unpause it, and I'm like, it's not Red Eye, it's his brother. <laughs> 
But it was Andrew Divoff again? Yeah. I like him. They all like what's also cool about Full Moon is some of the experimental ones like Head of the Family. Oh, that movie's so weird. <laughs> I like Hideous. Them, like, oh, Hideous, yeah. I love. Head of the Family, <laughs> I don't know about that one. That 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 blonde lady who's in uh, Hideous and Head of the Family, uh, there in that little period of time was just the actress that would show her vagina. So like she <laughs> she's in a ton of movies and she was even in uh they did an offshoot softcore porn label too i don't remember what it was called but they had movies like femme alien oh where where this female alien appears and she just looks out windows and watches people masturbate and have sex yeah i directed that but you directed that yeah good job but (laughs) i I, three (laughs) but i always remember like like she looks out the window and sees this naked lady down there uh master and this is good softcore porn too because they fucking showed vaginas which is was rare in softcore porn at the time <laughs> never penetration in softcore porn no there's no penetration though but she watches the chick from head of the family like lay on a beach chair and masturbate i remember that you, we should do uh that'd be cool to like tackle a full moon month like just we should just do a full moon box set one of those box sets i got those old ones that are obscure <laughs> now because one of those companies releases all the movies for a dollar yeah they we come down to walmart buy 27 full moon movies five bucks <laughs> yeah should pretty be, uh, we should do a full moon and then moonbeam because oh, you'd man, have to bring moonbeam. the moonbeam i only moonbeam got spooky town hard to get though because yeah. i have a couple in there only a couple the pizza. on dvd was that one with the pizza? Was that a moonbeam or no? Maybe. Had like a piece of pizza and a dinosaur on the front of the cover. I found it was like <laughs> Treasure like, Island. It Treasure like Island. They made that movie for you. I know we haven't watched it. Yet. Oh wait, Treasure Island, the one with uh, uh, Zachary Ty Bryan and French Stewart. Pizza. I watched that a lot as a kid. If it's the one, <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Oh, that'd be some great. That'd be some great reviews. The thing, the thing I remember about that movie is there's a girl who's a mermaid who I had a crush on when I was a kid. Uh, there's a stop motion monster that I think. Is either the same model or might even be stock footage from the Dungeon Master. You remember that big stone uh, monster? There's a bunch of crappy monsters in the Dungeon Master from other movies. No, this was the this tall. The Dungeon st- Master is in the Reject Your Reality and, and Substitute My Own. own. <laughs> yeah, that had an alternate title too. There's a bunch of ghoulies in the background and stuff of that movie too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's in that scene with the zombies. Like one of the the thing that's controlling the zombies is just a fucking ghoulie. That's an empire, isn't it? Yeah, it's got to be. Um, and then I remember there's one part where there's a book. And it opens on its own, but you can just clearly see the fishing line pulling it open. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Wait, well, really magically open the book, Austin? They <laughs> could have at least hid the fishing line. Like, there, there's a million ways to do that better. I'd like to see you do one. Okay. Reverse. <laughs> Show the people right now. I would have reversed it or... And fuck, get a leaf blower, just blow it closed. <laughs> and then play it in reverse and open it. <laughs> They didn't have an outlet. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Quit making excuses for Charles Band. Yeah, they did film those out in like Italy and stuff. They don't have electricity out there. Oh, they don't have electricity in Italy? <laughs> it's like Is that Ro- true? It was like Romania. It wasn't Italy. Are they all living like Amish people? It was Romania, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, Romania didn't have electricity? No, no. no. You heard it here, guys. Romania doesn't have electricity. No. As of 1997. Electricity. Probably currently, too, though. No cell Let's just assume. Yeah. We're Americans. We can get away with it. I was up in dicks. Canada a couple weeks ago. No indoor plumbing. No electricity really? either? No, no. Yeah, wipe your ass with a corn cob if you go to Canada. Oh. Which is rough if you eat a lot of poutine, which I did. I live off poutine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody could live off of poutine. You could die off of poutine. You could die off poutine. <laughs> so what is this? Just uh, French fries, gravy, and cheese? Yeah, but it's curds. It's cheese curds, which delicious. You, you can't really get down here, I guess. I've I've seen like my cousin bring them back from like yeah. like not in Ohio. You can't, but like Wisconsin and stuff. You can't. Uh, Louisiana, I think, like New Orleans, they have poutine. I think, which makes sense. It's a French thing, yeah. I guess. But uh, 
Yeah, it's really simple. It is literally French fries, gravy, and cheese curds, but it's just fucking Sounds delicious. horrible for you, but amazing. What kind of gravy? Beef uh, gravy? It's probably beef gravy. I don't know. But you can probably get different gravy. kinds. You could get turkey gravy. Calm down. Sausage gravy? Sausage gravy is gross. That, too, that, would, that would not be good on poutine. <laughs> get out of the house, Brandon. I'll try it. Shut up, Brandon. I'll try it. Can you put sausage? Can you get out of the house right now, actually? You want to? We're going to have, we need to go, but I, I got to bring something up because I saw some post about it. Do you guys know what shit on a shingle is? No. I've heard of it. It's cream chip beef over toast. Okay? Okay. But people call it shit on a shingle. And even my mom called it shit on a shingle when I was a kid. And it always fucking disgusted me. I was like, why would I want to eat this? And also, I'm not allowed to say what it's called. <laughs> Pigs I in a blanket. I completely agree with you. Yeah, it's gross, right? Gross as shit ever. And it's because our families are dirt poor. Hey. <laughs> Hey, pigs in a blanket. You guys ever used to have those? I had those like last week. Swedish meatballs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're delicious. When I was a kid, I used to eat them all the time. Are you just listing things you like to eat now? No, I'm just naming something weird. Pigs oh. in a blanket's kind of a weird name for a food. I know. I it guess actually... it makes sense because it's yeah. it's a hot dog. No. Yeah, it is. Mine wasn't. Oh, he's talking about Toledo pigs in a blanket. Sausage oh. and pancake? No. Sausage wrapped in a pancake? No, no, no. I learned this when I moved here, and it's only in this region people call it this. What he's talking about is a cabbage roll. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like a Swedish meatball oh. inside of a it's, cabbage. It's sausage inside of cabbage. And it has rice in them. And his fam, my his, yeah, my wife's family calls it pigs in a blanket. So when we were going over there for Christmas, she's like, oh, they'll have pigs in a blanket there. I got real fucking excited. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a Swedish meatball with like a, a tomato sauce. And there's rice inside the ball too. Yeah. And stuff. They're delicious. They're good. They I don't need them anymore. But I'm going to tell you right now that it's not pigs in a blanket. You freakish northern Ohio people are the <laughs> it's only pigs people. pigs in a blanket here. Pigs in a blanket is everywhere else in the world a hot dog wrapped in a crescent roll. But you ain't everywhere else now. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the Ohio region, baby. Well, what do you call that, though? What? What do you call What do you call a hot dog wrapped in a biscuit? Fucking not edible. What? See, I always thought pigs in a blanket was sausage and a pancake. That's, that's what I always thought it was. That's interesting. Everybody who's listening, all three of you, I need you. <laughs> I want you to comment uh, on our page, uh, on our Facebook page, and tell us what you think "pigs in a blanket" is. You need to pull all your resources for this. Ask your family, call your grandmother, get all the recipes. So I need to know everything. Brandon says it's a it's a sausage and a pancake. Dave says it's uh it's like a ball of, it's like a sausage meatball and cabbage. It's like, yeah, a meatball with cabbage with rice. I think it's a hot dog and a biscuit. What do you think it is, Shariah? It's definitely a hot dog and a croissant. Yeah, thank you. Croissant. Yeah. What Not about you, Jerry? What do you... Hot dog and croissant. You guys are... I think that's what it is. But I, I think it goes from a level of trashiness. Every... Like in the region where you grew up. <laughs> Everybody listening will forget by the time we post this. But remind us, get on our Facebook page and have a, have a knockdown drag out. Uh, fight about what it is. Make sure you get really racist. <laughs> insult each other's religions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, attack each other for your political beliefs. Yeah, you got to bring that in there. And tell us. Uh, tell an argument about Swedish meatballs. Yeah. Uh, deliver misinformation about the George Zimmerman case. <laughs> and uh, and post obviously fake news sources acting like they're real. Yeah, yeah. Post a news source from the uh, Onion. Ex- extreme right wing butthole news and left wing and get left wing. There, you don't want to be. We got to be fair. You gotta be fair. We're on we gotta bias. get both bad news sources. Anyway, tell us what you think pigs in a blanket is. All right, bye everybody. And links to porn. That too. Bye. Bye. Fuck you. Pizza. You think there's a porn called pigs in a blanket? I bet there I is. directed it. <laughs> Shut, Shut up, Brandon. Brandon.